From Upstate Medical University in Syracuse, New York, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. Prostate cancer has a strong genetic component, and here to help explain how that impacts a man's risk is Dr. Gloria Morris. She's a medical oncologist at the Upstate Cancer Center who specializes in cancer risk assessment and genetic testing for hereditary cancers. Welcome back to HealthLink on Air, Dr. Morris. Thank you. Now, what percentage of prostate cancers are hereditary? There is actually only a very small percentage of all cancers which are hereditary. And what is interesting is that even though prostate cancer is among the most common and most commonly diagnosed cancer in men, very analogous to breast cancer being the most common in women, only 10% of men with aggressive forms of prostate cancer may have a hereditary component or may have inherited the predisposition by inheriting a gene mutation, specifically in genes which also overlap to cause breast cancers. And so when we have learned this over the really past just few years, a lot of this overlaps to discuss with families the risks of both breast and prostate cancers in many, many instances. So a man who has a hereditary prostate cancer might have inherited it from his father or his mother. His father or his mother. And that is actually one of the very specific criterion for referring a, a man with prostate cancer because we look for successive generations with prostate cancers on either side of the family, maternal or paternal. Okay. Now, if you have the mutation, does that mean that you're going to get the disease? Excellent question. And many patients do ask that for sure. It does not mean that a person is doomed to uh, develop prostate cancer, but it is a much better piece of information in order to get early, earlier screening and screening more often. So earlier surveillance is a wonderful benefit to stay ahead of any possible prostate cancer risk, especially for men who have a family history of prostate cancer and or are discovered to have inherited a gene mutation that could lead to prostate cancer. If you have a gene mutation, does that mean you would pass it on to your children necessarily? or You could, you yes. Could. And because the inheritance pattern for these genes are in what we know as an autosomal dominant inheritance pattern, it means that in our numbered pairs of chromosomes, we inherit usually one copy that is normal from one parent and one copy that might be mutated. And when those chromosomes split, uh, when we pass on half our genes to each child, that is where a random 50-50 chance of passing on that mutation comes in. And so there's a lot of statistics that we can apply in the clinic, but it also gives very direct uh, recommendations and suggestions to have all first-degree relatives of a person with a hereditary form of prostate cancer tested for that same mutation. 
How many genes are there that we know are tied to prostate cancer and, and or breast cancer? How many genes are we talking about? Roughly, there are about 8 to 10 well-known breast cancer genes that can increase the risk of prostate cancer in men if that same mutation is passed on. The ones that have been identified as uh, carried in men who have aggressive prostate cancers actually are the highest and uh, medium risk breast cancer genes. BRCA2, for example, which is well known in the breast cancer realm, does impose up to a 7% chance of lifetime chance of developing prostate cancer in men, whereas the risk of breast cancer is much higher in a woman, anywhere from 40 to 80% over one's lifetime to develop breast cancer. But it is not to be discounted. Uh, And when I see women with hereditary breast cancers, I always look around as it's a ripple effect when we see patients with a hereditary mutation that there could be other men that could benefit from screening in their family as well. The other medium risk breast cancer genes, if you will, include CHECK2 and ATM, which in its recessive form can cause a severe condition in children of movement disorders and uh, blood vessel problems if it's inherited in two copies. But these medium risk breast cancer genes, if you will, if they're inherited with one copy of a mutation, can slightly elevate the risk of prostate cancers, maybe to about one to two percent over one's lifetime. But they have also been found in uh, association studies with studying men who have had an aggressive form of prostate cancer or metastatic prostate cancer. And you could have more than one mutation too, right? That is possible if that is running in the family, yes. And in those situations, we do run surveillance for patients based on the highest risk gene mutation. Now, how would a man know if he has one of these mutations, if he's otherwise healthy. In other words, he doesn't, he hasn't been diagnosed with prostate cancer. Um, how would someone find out that they, that they possess this mutation? With blood testing and or saliva testing, we can send for DNA extraction and the DNA sequencing of the known hereditary prostate cancer genes. There's usually a good panel of about 10 to 12 genes total, um, including also colon cancer genes that could impact prostate cancer. And the way to go about this, though, is to either uh, recognize this if a man has several family members with either prostate cancer before him or multiple family members with other possible associated cancers, like breast cancers, ovarian cancers in the family. All of these cancers do overlap to possibly elevate a prostate cancer risk. So the awareness of family history, as well as going over family history with a referring physician, is really the best way to 
be evaluated to see if a man carries a hereditary mutation for prostate cancer. If you've got this in your family, it's maybe a discussion with your primary care provider to find out. Yes. What about the commercial, um, like 23andMe, the gene testing places that you see advertising commercially? Do they test for these specific mutations? It's a great question because they those kits may test for only portions of genes which really need to be clinically confirmed and specifically we do know that the 23andme for example may test for only three spots in the BRCA1 and BRCA2 genes of which there are hundreds of different mutations that are really clinically relevant and so going to a an established clinical cancer genetic program anywhere uh, nationally will allow a man to have a very comprehensive sequencing panel uh, done to define those genes in in their full capacity it is interesting that those um, hot spots if you will in some of the commercial kits are those that are relevant for those of specific ethnic backgrounds. And that also comes into play when we do assess people for the possibility of hereditary cancers. Specifically, those of Ashkenazi Jewish inheritance do have a higher likelihood to harbor BRCA1 and BRCA2 mutations, for example, you know, of which the BRCA2 gene could impact prostate cancer risk more so. You're listening to Upstate's HealthLink on Air. I'm your host, Amber Smith, and I'm talking with medical oncologist Dr. Gloria Morris, who specializes in cancer risk assessment and genetic testing for hereditary cancers at the Upstate Cancer Center. So what happens if a man who's um, found who has prostate cancer and breast cancer in his family, if he finds out that he has a hereditary gene mutation, what then? What happens? What do you recommend for someone at that point? We do recommend early screening. It's very interesting because many of the national consensus groups that place a certain age on the initiation of PSA screening and digital rectal exam for the detection of possible uh, uh, risk of prostate cancer or the need for a biopsy, for example, may be seeking to move that screening to later in life, around age 50, we would recommend, based on national guidelines, to begin screening earlier than that. Uh, traditionally, for, it has for someone been, who tests who's got the gene. For someone who's got the gene, okay. And specifically, uh, it is in national guidelines now to recommend screening starting at least at at or under the age of forty five for those men who harbor a BRCA two mutation or another very specific prostate cancer gene, HOXB thirteen, and also BRCA BRCA two's partner PALB two which also stands for partner and localizer of BRCA2. Those are the three gene mutations that we would specifically want to make sure that those men are having regular and annual PSA screenings as opposed to the average uh, person could have a little bit less stringent screening. 
So what if this man has children already? Do his children need to be um, tested to see whether they have the gene at as children or that's a great question too because we do discuss the age at which children should be tested for a variety of different cancer mutations and typically with any of the adult onset cancers for adult onset uh, cancers and gene mutations that could cause adult onset cancers we do recommend testing anytime over the age of 21 there's a lot of psychological impacts of carrying a gene mutation. There's protection about, uh, there's protective laws about uh, health insurance uh, carriage for those who harbor gene mutations. So we do try to reassure people that that's not going to, uh, that should not impact any of their decisions to get tested. But in terms of reproductive risk, this would not uh, impact any uh, family decisions. However, Understanding the ramifications, you know, over the age of 21 is a good idea. If any of these gene mutations might also impact gastrointestinal cancer risk, we would want to make sure that uh, patients as individuals would be willing to plan ahead for the next couple decades to start early screening with their physicians. And so we do wait until age 21 to start to test for these prostate cancer genes and gene mutations. And if the man um, has the prostate cancer gene, would female relatives of his um, need to maybe get earlier mammograms and screenings for breast cancer as well? That's a great question as well. I would test them first to see if they also harbor that gene mutation and then also assess their risk of sporadic breast cancer even if they don't carry the gene mutation because it's still possible that they may not have inherited the gene mutation and very specific mammogram schedules can be recommended for them. But it is of utmost importance to test them anyway so that we can find out where on the age continuum they might need to start good screening for themselves as well. It sounds like this would be a case for some expertise from you or, or one of your colleagues. Tell us how the Upstate Cancer Center for Hereditary Testing works. Can someone refer themselves or do they have their primary care doctor refer them in? It's really both because we want to accommodate people as best as possible and we really want to make sure that testing is available for everyone or even an evaluation to see if they meet criteria for testing. That in and of itself can really lead even to a lot of reassurance even if they don't meet criteria. We can even screen for that even by telephone if if we have to oh, okay and so self-referral is welcome we do appreciate also being able to communicate with their primary doctors or other oncologists if the case is to make those surveillance recommendations in the case of a positive gene mutation, for example, because it then becomes the need to develop a team of doctors to uh, to have a person um, screened for prevention. Uh, but both are welcome. Well, we'll make sure to put a link on the healthlinkonair.org website to the uh, Upstate Cancer Center for Hereditary Testing. Yes, that would be great. My guest has been Dr. Gloria Morris, a medical oncologist who specializes in cancer risk assessment and genetic testing for hereditary cancers. 
I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's podcast and talk show, HealthLink on Air.